Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. Kelly, we're coming yeah. off of a holiday party. Mm-hmm. You volunteered something to <laughs> our team that I feel yeah. like we should yeah. share with our listeners. Um, okay. This is going to be a shock to everybody, I think. But you're actually a green thumb. I am. You've got I one. Am. You I am. You love some plants. I love me some plants. And I have two particular plants. Number one is, you know, I have this in business, this thing called Project Orchid, where if you give us a business referral, something's going good, you're going to get an orchid on your desk. Well, I have accumulated so many of my own, maybe just saying good job to me. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But now I can regrow an orchid with the best of them. And I've got this whole stable of friends that are happen to be orchids and it's great. So that's number one. And number two is during the pandemic, I thought, you know what, I'm going to just try to grow some lemons, like lemons, lemonade, whatever. Right. So I ordered a lemon tree off the internet. Like one does tree came days later. It's been sitting in my office. I look at it every day. It produced about six or seven lemons. And today at the holiday party, I used one of those lemons Asgarnet. One of those teeny tiny lemons. I'm shocked. Like, doesn't it? It takes a while for them to produce nine months. First the flower, then the tiny bud, and it grows and it grows. At first, I thought I got duped that it was a lime tree. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out lemons. They were definitely green for a Mm. really long time. Mm. But they're lemons and they're a fourth of the size of a normal lemon. But that's what you get when you grow a lemon tree inside. Naturally. Now, what do they, did it taste good? The lemon they're, juice? Was it? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, a little okay. sour, maybe. Like, that's not yeah. great. But I, yeah. I toiled. What should I do with these fruits <laughs> of my labor? Literally, I'm not kidding you. Should I make lemoncello? Should I make lemon infused olive oil? Which I did with one of them. And the other guys are just hanging out there. And one is in my drink right now. So I'm just living my best life. Uh, you really are. I mean, you're doing it. Your damn self <laughs> for yourself. That's incredible. I mean, honestly, you should definitely do the limoncello too. I mean, olive oil. I, I don't know if I have enough lemons because they are, you know, okay. like golf ball sized. So, and there's now only four and a half of them. So mm. Mm. I think it might have okay. sailed. Yeah. So. Well, kudos to you. We're excited. <laughs> We're, <laughs> it was a shock to everybody. Um, most of all me, I think, but up. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hobbies. Like, what are your hobbies? I don't know. Well, I've wanted one. (laughs) I've wanted a citrus tree, but there's like weird laws about Mm. California. So I can't get one for indoors. And then the outdoor ones look like shit. So they don't look great. They don't look great. Uh, So I've been without one, (laughs) but that would be a hobby of mine. I also have plants. I don't keep them alive as well as you do. Turns out I have Mm. the opposite of a green thumb, uh, but I still buy them. Yeah. Mostly it's like the pot for me. It's like I get, yeah, it's all about the pottery. Like I get that and I'm like, oh, what are we going to put? And then if the plant dies, it's like, well, you just pop it out. Pot's still here. I mean, you like your pottery and I like to send you little Jonathan Adler here and there just to Mm -hmm. make your life a little shinier. And you know, remember that holiday gift I was supposed to get you that's coming in February? (laughs) Might be a pot. Spoiler. All right. All right. Well, I will find a plant for it and then it will die and then I'll find another one to replace it. Um, But the pot will live. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) 
All right. Speaking of California, indoor, yes. outdoor, I mean, the salons are now, can now officially open. Yep. We also have an incredible guest today on our podcast. The one, the only, literally the only, Morel Koken. She's been a friend of mine for, I don't know, eight, nine, almost 10 years. And it's been wonderful to get to know her. There is no one more free-spirited in my life. And I enjoy talking with her on the pod and yeah. off the pod. <laughs> it was a blast talking to her about her experience sort of coming from Holland to the U.S., her coming up with Sebastian Professional, right. uh, all of the work that she's done over the years, and then her transition to salon owner and what that's been like. And then we talked about, you know, the elephant in the room, which has been COVID. Yeah. And what was her perspective on becoming a new mom, which we'll get to in the interview. Yes. You guys are going to be freaked out about that. <laughs> COVID, closure, reopen, closure, reopen. Um, Riots. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a lot. We covered I mean, a ton of ground, but I feel like you guys are really going to enjoy what she had to say. Super candid, very honest and open <laughs> about her experience. Uh, we appreciated the honesty for sure. And I feel like you guys are going to enjoy hearing from somebody who's telling it like it actually was uh, versus the sort of social media friendly version of events. Yes, this is real talk with the one and only. I mean, her story is so cool. You'll learn about it. Born and raised in Holland, schooled in France. She literally was 19 when she came to the U.S. And it was because her mom was a well-known stylist and artist for the Sebastian brand. She, they quickly grabbed her up in their sort of educator lineup. And she's been with the brand for 25 years. She was the artistic director of Sebastian's international artistic team, um, certainly a key influencer, and she is one of the nation's top performing media artists in hair making today. But wait, before we get to Morel, we've got to talk about last week's episode, the hair historian Rachel Gibson. What a fun way to look back at history through her lens, through historic trend making hairstyles. It was absolutely fascinating. Spoiler alert. 50% of the co-hosts do agree with the mullet. The other 50% does not. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we loved having Rachel. We'll have her back if you guys want. Uh, we'd love to talk about all things pop culture. We chatted about Bridgerton. Everybody's chatting about Bridgerton. Right. But we'd be happy to talk about something else. Mm -hmm. If you liked our interview with the hair historian, Rachel Gibson, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all the places at Read the Tease. And send questions in to volumeupthetease.com. We will answer them. Volume up at thetease.com. Check in the inbox. Ding. Let's talk about what's happening on thetease.com. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week and every week uncovering industry news, diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are our favorite headlines from thetease.com. First up, for me, was an yeah. interesting story uh, from Jess Jewell, who is a hair colorist. She worked with Sweetie, so weedy. So Instagram personality, okay. rapper, millions <laughs> of followers, has two new music videos out. And Jess Jewel worked on two different looks for this rapper. Cool. Uh, and they're incredible. So we talked with her all about the inspiration, execution, and you guys are really going to enjoy that. Check it out uh, and then go watch those videos. Yeah. And also on the tease.com for me, Andis just released, Andis Clippers, I shall say, just released Fluid Volume 2, and it's all about textured hair. And it is so well done, so beautifully curated and edited. We're talking about embracing heritage and natural beauty of multicultural textured hair. The book is a follow-up to their previous educational book, Fluid. I Incredible love it. Work, it's great. Honestly, I mean, yeah. kudos to the Andes team, for sure. We got to yep. get them on the pod. About that. 
Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Coming soon. Dun, oh. Dun, dun. <laughs> also on the tease, you know, Kelly, Valentine's Day, right it's around happening. the corner. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. Uh, and we mm. are buying gifts online for our lovers. Uh, and so if you need you know advice as to like what you should maybe purchase uh we've got an article on the site that you're going to enjoy which is all about lord jones's exclusive limited edition valentine's day cbd gummies uh we are big fans of lord jones and their cbd products one of our editors tried the cbd gummies she writes about it consider it for your you know pre-facetime Date. Chill the f out, right? That's, That's like yeah. what? I mean, basically I mean, that it, with CBD, right? Yeah. Come on. Either you or your significant other can <laughs> like choose. <laughs> Just pop one. Um, <laughs> so as recommended, of course. As recommended, we are not doctors or physicians or anything. Oh, well, your wife is, but let's you know. Yeah, let it <laughs> doesn't. There. It's not by association. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So Wella Professionals has a new brand ambassador, Amy McManus, who goes by on Instagram, Camouflage and Balayage. Pretty catchy name. I like it. I mean, clearly she's got a unique approach to balayage and is definitely seen as a leader in the category. So a perfect fit to join the Wella family. And we welcome her here on the tease. Absolutely. As always, there's so much going on in our industry. Thank you to our hardworking editors on thetease.com. We are so proud to publish stories that salon bros and consumers care about. And I cannot wait for you to hear this interview because Morel, all my love, you are amazing. Um, and it's time to share that amazingness with even a larger audience, a bigger crowd, if you will. You guys are really gonna enjoy the apparel line <laughs> that she teases. Uh, Morel was a blast. We enjoyed chatting with her. We talked about so many things. Mm -hmm. So stick around. Stick around. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, send us an email, maybe. Ding. Morel, we're so excited you're here. It's good to see your face. How have you been? You know, I've been really good. I have to say, I feel like I... Um, this last nine months or 10 months, you know, it was not a, it was a very difficult start, but now I think I'm coming out a bit more aware, a bit more present, yep. a bit more healthier and a bit more um, generous with my time for friends. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I was talking with, well, I don't know, maybe it was with you, Jeffrey, <laughs> about like the bonuses of lockdown. I mean, I've spent a lot more time with my family and you you think about what's really important so that's been I guess one silver lining yeah you will. yeah and you want to travel you want this to be over with so you can like yes. enjoy concerts again and dining in and like I don't know just having parties at the house yes all of it friends, right it's like all of that good stuff it's like well morning right now yeah, and being in California, I mean, you're on you're on some serious lockdown. In yeah. the Midwest, we're not as bad. Like our restaurants are at 25% capacity. So, but you can see other humans here and there, but yeah, you're in a you're in the deep. <laughs> yeah, but like 20% of capacity is like me and my broom at the salon, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like very lonely. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, for those of you, I'm sure everyone listening knows who you are and your brilliance, um, but tell us a little bit about how you got started in the industry. So I grew up at my mom was a hairdresser, right? 
my parents were in the in the industry and she was a ball buster very um, intense strong human and a really uh, uh, you know she was just like a very talented woman mm-hmm. who um, um, made from nothing to something really large like she really like went from like just being a hairdresser to like owning like four businesses and they were like just not salon business but like clothing business and like you know she was probably one of the first one who became like just had barber shops oh really I didn't know that formalized and like you know men and women together so so growing up in that it was like I've always worked I never really went to college it was more like you know I was really straight into like working into the business that's really how I I didn't know anything else yeah, I wasn't taught anything. It was more like you should see it and you should know. That's the kind of training I got. Okay, and this was in Holland, correct? Yeah, yes, in Holland. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's, hence that accent. It's still sticking with you. Is it? I, I think, and I was trying to pretend like I'm from England, but it doesn't really work, does it? <laughs> okay, so then working in the salon, and yeah. that's kind of where you grew up. And then, when did you come to the U.S.? Like, tell, take us through so, that journey. The salons my my parents had did really well, the Sebastian brand, right? Yeah. So the Sebastian Holland says, you know what? You know, you do so really good. Why don't you come to America? We'll, we'll go with a whole group of Holland, Dutch people, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll do a four-day seminar training. In those days, in 95, those were very, very popular. They were like, those communicat seminars were super um, 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 bougie and chic, you know? So, and you're, if you could go to America for this brand, you'd be like, you legit a good hairdresser, right? (laughs) So, but I thought that my mom went and she just took me. I didn't know that she just threw me in, like, oh, "Oh, no, I'm going to do the seminar. So it was kind of like at the end. She's like, oh, I'm not doing it. Why don't you just do it? And I was, you know, I was 15. I didn't know. I didn't know how to hold a pair of scissors. I didn't speak any English. No. No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought you knew this. No, I did not know that. No. And I was like, Ma, I was like, I don't understand what they're saying. She's like, Oh, you'd be fine. <laughs> you know, you'd be fine. I'm like, I am not fine. <laughs> so, you know, and in the morning, they used to show all these models about like a short bob, like a short pixie, or like a long layered haircut. And you can pick and choose in the afternoon when the models came in, you can pick and choose. Okay. My English was like barely to nothing, you know. <laughs> I just thought I can do whatever I want. Okay. So yeah. a right. t-shirt came by and it said, I'm really not doing this right. I didn't know what they were saying. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, Which one did you choose? What what cut was your specialty back well, in the day? <laughs> they would say, you got to pick one of those from the morning. And I was like, well, I don't like any of them. <laughs> so, and that's, I think that's how it started. You yeah. know, that's All right. the, but that was, I op- okay. So I opened my eyes into like, there is more than just becoming a hairdresser behind a chair. There is more okay. education part, what I really liked. Because I felt like, you know, I felt like hairdressing is one thing and being behind a chair, but I always want to learn more. And this experience, it was like an eye opening. I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And you were 15? 15 yes no way that is wild oh my gosh all right so and then what age were you when you moved to the U.S. I was 
Okay. <laughs> well, I came back a few times and I applied okay. jobs. And um, so I came back for three months and, uh, you know, I, I assisted like 10 different headdressers who okay. in those days, the teams, the core team for Sebastian. Yeah. And um, I stayed with the model I had at that time doing her hair. She really liked me for some kind of reason. So she said, <laughs> if you want to come back, you can stay with me, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and her husband did the packaging for Sebastian, so he's like, oh, you know, it was a really good match, and I got really lucky. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So then, I mean, not to date you or age you, but like, how many years have you been with the brand? That's like some serious longevity, right? That's in history. Time. Like a long. You know, time. I got flowers from Wella um, <laughs> last month, and Carol kept texting me, "Did you get the present?" And I'm like, "I got flowers." Like really big bouquet oh. it was like you know and I was like and then I read the card I'm like thank you for being with us for 25 years and I'm like whoa oh, all right that's a long time it's a long time and I, I just mean feel like I'm just warming up it's just so weird right <laughs> I'm just like maybe because I've been with maybe because I was so young I just yeah I don't feel that old in a way at all mm-hmm. I just feel like I finally like I feel like I'm finally getting comfortable and who I am and what I do. I don't feel okay. like I need to prove myself all the time. I like what I do. I think I'm good. And if you don't like me, that's fine. But in the older times, it's more like I wanted you to like me what I did. You yeah. Know? Right. You want right. To fit in. Yeah. I, I don't feel like since I've known you, you've had that need to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've always been okay being your own person. And I think that's yeah, why no, everyone loves you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I'm caring so much for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So now take us to the journey today. So the Harlot, which is okay. the most fantastic place. Tell us a little bit about where the name came from, what your concept is. Cause it's oh my God, cool. you're so funny. So, so coming from a salon industry, I was like, the last thing I want to do is have a fucking salon and babysit and put everybody on you know like because it's a lot of work I've seen my struggles for my parents I'm like it's the last thing I want to fucking do so um I worked for the academy for Sebastian the academy shut down for some kind of reason so I tried to find a new place called home as a salon and coming from the educational background with Sebastian there was always like a niche you felt like you belong together with the brand, okay. right? We're kind of like very similar. And it was very hard for me to find it in this salon. Like I was very hard to find like the same kind of people. A lot of salons have like a cup salad of teams. A cup salad means young, old, they, they're kind of all over the place and not really feel like they're seamlessly connected. Sure. And that's what I wanted. So I got to the point that I was working in a salon and like I looked to my left and uh, I didn't feel like I was really connected with the teams anymore. I just okay. felt very like, uh, you know, it's just like, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't want to feel, I want to learn, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. And I felt like I wasn't really learning okay. the people I work with. So, you know, um, at that time I had a, at that time I had a client, he said, she said, you know, Morel, you should go and look on Abbott Kinney there, you know, I think you would feel at home in Venice. Okay. Yeah, and that was in nineteen. I don't know, two thousand ten, and in okay. two thousand eleven, and opened. And I called okay. it. It was an old Japanese place. It was like it looked like a crack house. It was so bad. 
It was, I felt like walking on the floors. It was just like, it is so bad, Kelly. It was so bad. I was there and I don't think it was oh, that bad. I know, but I fixed it up very nice. But it, was yes, bad. it was really cool. Yeah. Right, right. So, and my rent was $2,700. You well, know, that's really unheard of. I mean, hello, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know, two haircuts, I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I was like, I call, I want to call the name, right? And that's when the name comes up. And then I didn't want to call the name that was like, um, you know, Coken's hair or Mar- nothing to do with yeah. me, you know? Okay. The fact is, like, I wasn't really thinking it was, I was going to succeed. Ah. So I'm like, if I call it my name, I'm sure I'm not going to succeed in this stuff. <laughs> then I don't want everybody to know, remember that salon and have my name <laughs> So I wanted to call the name that everybody would like calling it. Yes. I wanted to have a name that kind of like turned heads a little bit of like, mm-hmm. what's it called? You know? And I felt like, after everyone, you know, after I do a blow dry or like a highlight or whatever I do to make my client look really pretty or feel really pretty, they go into their purse and take their lip gloss or whatever and they start like lathering their lips up with like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, yes, that's true. You, you know, everyone is a whore. Everyone wants to be like, like, everybody wants to be loved. She wants to go out there, flaunt her prettiness, if she's not, or if she yes. is, you know? Sure. And then it kind of took me into like Holland because I felt like, you know, this place was very much like a little whorehouse. It felt like a whorehouse in a really strange way because it was in a dark alley. It was in between two Indeed. trash cans, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. it was horrible. Like I had a sushi place next to me. It was just like bad. I'm like, you know what? We just call it the harlot. And then, of course, with the harlot, it meant French whore. And then I thought, okay, well, I need to put dirty pictures up because it kind of belongs to that. Naturally. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. pictures were really out there. And mm-hmm. I remember my mom came for the opening and she went to the bathroom and she came out and she had this, like, <laughs> all these, like, because the pictures on the wall were not really cemented yet. They were kind of like placed the way I wanted to like them. I was like, mom, what are you doing with these pages? I need those. She's like, they're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> Embarrassing. You shouldn't have that on the wall. <laughs> so even my mom was like uncomfortable with it. Uh-huh. But, you know, I, you know, like I thought, you know what, it, it, it might not work out, but at least I've done it. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was going to take off like that. I just thought that, you know, I need a place to work. I want to work with people who are talented. And I thought, just go for it. So is your place now, does it, it has the same sort of vibe or did you tone it down? No, I couldn't tone it down. I just felt <laughs> like I had to update it because from the old pictures of like, you know, what we had, it became more into transgender because everybody's yep. like not fluid. So all the pictures become very much like kind of connects with like the he, the she, the they. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty cool. And it's yeah. like way more. You haven't been there yet, right, Kelly? Can I haven't you? been there. No. no, you haven't. No. When you I can come to me. LA, yeah, because I ask you, what should I do? Because they were selling the building, and you like just go. Yeah, go. Start go. over. New, new, yeah. new wave. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm glad I did it, but it was definitely yeah. not easy, you know. Yeah. So now, Jeffrey, I'm sure you have some questions yep. you want to chime in. So, all right. So now we're going to get into COVID. You said you didn't want to be a salon owner. 
but you wound up being one. The harlot has been hugely successful. You're killing it in West Hollywood. Then boom, 2020 comes around. You're hearing rumblings of COVID-19. What did you think at first about COVID-19? Lisa was pregnant, was about to give birth, right? Um, and um, she was due in March, March 11. So March 11, Alex came. My landlord kept pushing me to re-sign the lease uh, in January. And I think he already knew whatever was going on. I just didn't because of the fact that I was so like, you know, and I know Lisa knew what was going on. And, you know, it hit me like a brick. It hit, yeah. me, so, it hit me so bad that I had a neurologic meltdown. Like I yeah. couldn't talk. Like I'm, I couldn't talk for like 10 days. Wow. So because the birth and then like a shutdown and like everything was so successful is wiped out. There's yeah. no more team left. There's no more, there's, there's nothing left from like having filled stations of 10 to like three. There's nothing left. There's no like, let me help you landlord. You know, my landlord actually raised the rent in COVID 3000. It's a third of the rent. So it's, it, it's been hard. And it's definitely like in the beginning, it's like, fuck this. What am I fucking doing this for? You know, I realized, I realized I don't need the hairdressers to be successful. I realized I don't need all these hairdressers to pay my rent. There's a lot of things I realized, you know, I realized I was having too much payroll. I realized I was paying them too much. I realized I had too many people not doing anything. And, and I realized no one called me to say, hey, Morel, how are you doing? Can I help you? So there's a lot of stuff that I realized and a lot of friends close salons because they said the same thing. Fuck it. What am I doing this for? But then I realized too that I didn't come to this country to just say give up, to have a studio salon at the Salon Republic. And I have nothing against the Salon Republic. I think it's great. It's just not for me. You know, like I want to yeah. work with the team. So mm -hmm. I definitely went from like, fuck it all, I'm so hurt, I can't believe this yeah. happened, you know, into like, I'm so appreciated for the people who are with me mm -hmm. and want to push me further and still believe in the brand and, and, and say, it's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. So, so how long were you closed for the first time? Because we know California closed, open, closed, now it's open again. The first time, how long were you closed? I think July, until July, March till July or something, right? <laughs> I'm not even and, sure. And then we had the riots. And then the riots, they destroyed the whole building. And then from the riots, I couldn't open. And then we had to open. Now we closed again. It is. Uh, it was definitely, uh, yeah. So what did you do during that time? I mean, you talked about sort of reevaluating relationships and yeah, thinking yeah. about like, why am I doing this? But I mean, well, like literally, so you've yeah. got a new baby, so, you've got this business that's closed. What the heck are you up to during okay, that time? So what I really did is like, I looked at my numbers too, you know, because you have to, because like, you know, you have a big overhead. I'm like, how do I pay this rent? You know, how do I pay for this? Because like, I couldn't wait for a PPP because it wasn't worth in a month long. You know, like there was no help. I did, I'm sure what everybody else did. It's like, you know, you walk slow and you do one step at a time and try to stay sane. Try not to drink a lot. Try not to smoke your brains out, you know, because it's like, that is easy to do, you know, and you have a child. So I have to be responsible. So what I did, I did, you know, house calls, whoever wanted me. 
I, you know, I mean, I've done things that like I would have normally not do. I would normally not go to someone's house. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing a kitchen haircut. And you know what? I don't even know who's at your house. The cleaning lady, the gardener comes in, your five assistants fly by. Like, I don't know who's safe. So, but I looked at my numbers and I'm just like, I kept a little book and I wrote everything down. And I just, I just saw that my value is much higher than I thought it was. So yeah, that's, that's, I just, that's what I, I still do it. I still do it. So let's talk about prepping to reopen the first time. So you mentioned the riots. Obviously, there was a lot of social movements that happened this summer. LA was the epicenter in a lot of ways, in addition to Minneapolis. So there was damage to the building. Talk to us about that. Okay, so you probably looked at the news, right? So I was actually at the salon working with a client. So my wife said, texted me, and she texted me five times saying that, just to let you know, there's a riot going on on Fairfax by the Grove, which is like down the street from me, you know, and I'm sure it's fine. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, and then I remember because I had all the shades down because you're not allowed to work. And there were people spray painting my windows. And of course me, I'm like, go out there. I'm like, you fucking motherfuckers, fucking spray paint my fucking building, you know? And then my client says, oh, there's a huge ride going on, right on Fairfax. You know, you better get out of here. It's like, just finish your hair, I'd be fine, right? I walk out of the salon. I couldn't even get my car out of the parking lot because that's how filled the cars were, right? I come home and I see the rides coming from Fairfax to Melrose. Every single building has been on fire, broken into, shattered glass. The only person that didn't hit was my salon. It's because I had the shades down. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Mascot next to me, the sunglass store, is completely emptied. Agent provocateur emptied. Adidas store put on fire. I mean, it is just, the next day I came out there, there was, it was almost like we had like um, um, a war in the street because it was glass everywhere. Unbelievable. So they didn't actually get into the harlot? No, they just like destroyed the front they had gates in the front you know like those metal gates yeah yeah oh thank goodness yeah no everything was you know i mean whatever but like you know now i'm thinking i wish they should have had because you know i could have been from the insurance but you know me seriously i'm like i'm like i'm coming because i leave the door unlocked you know yeah Well, and then you closed down again. So like what, I mean, what did you do in the period where you were allowed to reopen for a bit? Like what protocols did you put in place? Like what the hell did that look like for people? Right. So, you know, like all the plastic shield, you know, like, and you know, if you look at the salon, like I don't do plastic shields. Okay. The salon is already like every chair is already like five to six feet from each other. So it's a big space. I didn't need the plastic shield in between. The only thing I did is the front shield at the front desk. That's all I had to do. You know, it was pretty easy. And not only that, love, there was no one left. So what am I worried about? Like, you know, there's only me and my broom. So I didn't have to do much. True, right? Oh, my God. So did you, like, how have you rebuilt the team then? I yeah. mean, are there? Well, so most people left. I let a few people go because they were just annoying me. At that point, I realized, like, I do not need to babysit anymore. And then I don't, if you're not, you know, if I'm not pleasant to be with, then you should go home, you know? So I have, um, Oliver came back from Kendra 
right? West Albert Hall. Yeah. I have Jeff Switzer, who you know is is, is amazing, and I have Ernie. Oh, who's yeah. been with me for eight years. So yeah, we have a few people left, but like you know, they don't even like scratch the surface because it's so little. Mm -hmm. But I do have like you know a few people left who who are my, um, but that's it. And so just earlier this week, Newsom announced that salons oh, could reopen. Right. Yeah. So talk to us about that. How are you feeling? Are you I, optimistic that you're going to stay open for a long time? Like what's going on? What's going on through well, So when they said we had to close, I see most salons didn't even close. Most salons were just open to begin with, you know? And I realized that what am I, why am I not opening? Why am I following the rules? Because I should never do normally. But I was just scared that it would take away my license. So I didn't know. It was just kind of an overnight thing, right? And I think Lisa, Lisa went on her phone and she's like, oh my God, I think Newsom just said you guys can work. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. Not even a heads up. Like, hey, Morel, maybe by next week you can start mm -hmm. opening up. It mm -hmm. was kind of like, and I think honestly, it's because um, the hairdresser association um, sued Los Angeles or California, right? For locking it down. So... I don't know. I'm not a fan of Newsom. I'm not a fan of any of them actually at all, because I feel like if the retails are open, there's not much different. Right. Different at all. I yeah, that's been the I biggest. Make, maybe I should put Costco on top of my salon. Yeah. Right. Like Target. <laughs> you know. The Harlot Grocery Store. Like, just put some <laughs> bananas in there and get going. <laughs> I can make some banana bread and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So are you optimistic about 2021? Do you think that we're going to be allowed to stay open? I, think, I don't think it can get worse, Jeffrey. You know, yeah. I mean, it cannot get any worse. It only can get better from here, you know, and I'm going to be okay. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet with, with a lot of stuff. So I don't want to just give up because we have some kind of like COVID was mishandled. So, um, and I'm alive, you know, we're all alive and we're all healthy and thank God, because this is a serious stuff, yep. right? Yeah, so it's really the big one is what's yeah. next for the harlot. So, yeah. I mean, 2021, we, COVID is going to be around for a bit. We still are not all vaccinated. What What are you, you're okay. hoping to learn more, you're hoping to grow the team. What does it look like for you? Okay, so I am, um, in the days I wasn't working, um, I think that, you know, I'm like, well, I like apparel, I like sweaters, I like hoodies, I just do that. You know, I've done that and it's been crazy, people loving it. So I've been selling a lot of merchandise, but it's insane. Really? Yes, it's crazy. Okay, where are you selling your merchandise? I mean, yeah, on the Harlot, right? Well, I'm having a website made right now and, I'll, oh. I'll, and, and it's going to be an Instagram, it's going to be a Facebook, and it's okay. going to be a website and yeah, people love it because it's like all the stuff is just so inappropriate, but they love it. <laughs> so for the listeners who can't see what your hoodie says right now, what does it say? Okay. It says, fuck him. Because I always say, fuck it. Oh, fuck him. You know, meaning like, who cares? You know, I could have said, who cares? But <laughs> I'm here, I say everything's so wrong. So fuck him. I'm not even sure if it's a word. But yeah, I, you know, and clients have been loving it. I don't know. Okay, so is that like your signature? The first one yeah. out the gate is that? Yeah, fuck him. I got son of a bitch. I say it all the time too. And I just say words. I'm like, I like to use them. I like to wear it. Fuck it. I'm just going to make it. 
and I did it for myself and I, people really liked it. And I was, I know, like, it's, you know, I, I'm like, are you sure you want to buy it? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, don't buy it because of me. I'm okay. <laughs> so I got new stuff coming in. It was all tie-dyed. You're going to love it. I'll send you some stuff. Oh, please, I please. love it. And well, we look at you. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. So from there, I, I do that, right? I have like a whole apparel line now. I got socks. I got all the different things. So, and then all the teaching is virtual, right? If that's a word, virtual, virtually. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to go through Zoom or to Skype. So I just in the salon, I just make all these like backdrops. Right now, you can roll down so you can shoot your education. And I, you know what, I think that, I think we're going to be okay. I think because, um, you know, the stuff I can do with the brand and maybe for other companies um, I got introduced to, and I can maybe like bring the, the team back or bring new people back because I feel like, you know, our song is not for everyone, but I think it's more for the, for the creative hairdressers who want to work with others too. And I'm surprised a lot of hairdressers just want to be on their own. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different mentality, right? The solo versus the team and learning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I'll go crazy if it's just me and my client. I'm like, because clients annoy me, you know? Like, in the salon, you can, like, hide away in the back or go outside or smoke a fag. And if you get with the client, it's like, God damn it, you know? How long can you fake it for, you know? <laughs> But yet they keep coming back, don't I they? Don't know why. I love <laughs> it. I really don't. Gluttons for punishment. They're all about it. Okay. Well, here is the last segment before we let you go, which is quick takes. So every single guest that we've had, we ask the same questions. We are looking for the fastest response that you've got. Don't think too much about it. We okay. we know that, that you're gonna be... like this because everything else has been so quick anyway. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Okay, okay. This could be the very scary. Is, this could be scary. <laughs> don't hold back. All right, first thing, bar soap or body wash? Body wash. There's been nobody that's picked bar soap so far. All right, product that you're loving right now that's not any of your apparel? Products I love right now, dark oil. For the hair, right? We're talking about hair? It okay. could be for anything, anything but if yeah, dark hair... Oil, if it's lather that on like it's everything, yeah. That is Sebastian Dark Oil. Yeah, and tell Sebastian us what Dark it does. Not because it's my brand. I will use other brands too, but it's honestly, you it's, know, I hate to say it's it. It's a real deal. We don't, we, we don't hate to say it. We love it. Oh, okay. All right. COVID, closing, opening, closing, whatever. Streaming. What have you been streaming during the lockdowns? I don't really watch much on Netflix, you know? I watch like Coco Melon for the kids, you know? <laughs> and like, it's like mush for the brain. Right. Agree. Yeah. Are you into like the Octonauts phase yet? Or like, what, what is I don't do, uh, these little, little sea creatures that go under the water Aquanauts. and solve problems. They're charming. Aquanauts. Aquanauts. Okay. Send it to me. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with Coca-Melon. <laughs> I don't even know are what you... that is. I feel like people will know the parents will know. Uh, are yeah. you, are you listening to anything? Oh, I Any love music. Country. I've been loving country. So Lay it on I, what? before you make it before you give me that face, I um Luke Wilson, you know, Nelson Nelson, his son is amazing. His new CD is like an album is amazing. I sent it to He you. was he was didn't he do music on uh, A Star is Born with Gaga and I feel I like 
Maybe he did. Maybe he did. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I vaguely remember. It's yeah, pretty amazing. Willie Nelson's kid. pretty amazing. It's good for like a month, and then you're like, oh, you know. But I like a little country. I like a little Cat Stevens. You know, going All back right. to the '70s roots. I do like that. You know. All right. Um, we'll take it. Real talk, words of advice for pros who want to get to the top of the salon professional industry. As a salon owner or as an educator? Educator, yeah. stylist, yeah. salon owner, brand founder, oh, gosh. any of it, all of it. Patience, 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 patience. It doesn't come overnight. Nothing comes overnight. You can, that's what I see right now, uh, Jeffrey. I see a lot of like, young talent who come from school who don't know shit yet they're like oh let me open up a salon <laughs> well, to open up a salon you gotta have clients to fill your chair right that's fair yeah right yeah. so um so i would say have patience to become really good it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of years fucking it up to become really good you know beautiful that's, that's good mm-hmm. all right so we talked about 2021 predictions for the harlot but 2021 predictions for the industry, where the hell are we going? Well, we're going virtually. I don't think there's going to be any much shows lately. Uh, I feel like uh, we're going to, we, we, I think this is a good time to like really like expand even more. Shows, you know, that's something from the past. I think we could do way more than that. That's legit it. That's our hot takes, our quick takes. <laughs> you did beautifully. I was, yeah. I was expecting more curse words, honestly. So... I did promise, I promised Kelly I would be nice, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, you better be nice to me. No, like, oh, your hair looks like shit. Like, oh, <laughs> no, I, I was actually going to ask you what filter are you using? Because you look. It's no filter. Well, I guess my, no filter. my Zoom has a little bit of a correcting on it, but there's no filter. This is Honey, it. I need that thing because I feel a little dark <laughs> Is that what's ha- like, what's our trend for 2021? I think for me, I like the uh, I like the street seventies look. I've always loved it. Um, I think that we're such a melting pot of all different, you know, designers and everybody like niches of where they come from. I just feel like they just like put it together and like shake it up, and then like here it is. I feel like a lot of things has been done already. There's not much new. Um, the only thing. What sparks my eye, I really, really like is I like the really short neon colors shaved and all these like cool little, you know, popsicle colors. I do like Morel. it. You know? <laughs> In a weird way, I like it. It's not, no, it, nothing weird. We're all about it. Yeah. What do you, do you like the mullet? Are you over the mullet? What are your no, thoughts? Because Kelly's. Okay. I've you hear that, Kelly? Oh. oh, I know. Like she, if she could cut my hair into a mullet, she'd do it real quick. If I had hair, I would get a mullet. I want a mullet desperately. (laughs) I think we could fundamentally disagree on the mullet. (sighs) That interview, that was a good one. One of my favorites, but one of my favorite people in the industry as well. And that was the real talk. No, no BS. uh, On what the, yeah. On what the stylist community here in California and literally all across the country and world have felt during this pandemic. And I'm excited that we are on the upswing um, and let's get our pros back in the salon. It is safe to be there. Very much so. Uh, Incredible conversation. We really appreciated the candor. And I got to tell you, I'm all about 
the F word. It's my favorite of the curse words that we've talked about with Morel. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled that she likes to drop it. I drop it, as we know. Maybe you guys don't know. I've tried to be, you know, you're on my best good. behavior yeah, here I on this like podcast. Yeah. Uh, for this podcast only. <laughs> um, in in real life, it's F words, yeah. all of the bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta say, like the the entire apparel line, uh, there's not just F words, so there's other stuff for folks, <laughs> but but it piqued my interest for sure, in addition to all of the stuff that she had to say. And yeah, we feel like we really appreciate her honesty. We want to hear what you guys have to say, um, what your experience was like. I mean, as yeah. we've said, drop us a line, get in touch yeah. with us via social, send us an email. We want to hear what your experience has been like, what you're feeling uh, as 2021 opens things up again. Let's go. So I can see myself rocking what she was rocking while we were chatting with her. Uh, and we feel like you guys are probably going to like that too. You know, and I contemplated it. I've got children <laughs> who can read. So Mom's um, got the FM hat on and sweatshirt. Yeah. I just don't know. Oh, yeah, like, maybe not. I'm gonna have maybe to find not. a time to wear it that I won't. Maybe I exclusively know. while yeah. recording this podcast with us. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note, fuck them. <laughs> Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Teas. And then again, send those questions in to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Stephen Joggerand. Thank you to our creative team, Kay Reynolds and Haley Hefner, for putting together the graphics for this episode, and to Josh Landowski for editing so that you can watch and listen on YouTube.